All right, guys, welcome back to the uh, Week in Review. Okay, we sorry, I, I hit the Beth laugh track too early. So we are we are jumping into another fun-filled and exciting week of small group rivalry. There is no Beth rivalry? laugh track. No, rivalry, rivalry. Rivalry. <laughs> Not rivalry. Rivalry. I don't know what that, whatever that word is. We're glad you guys are here. <laughs> Going to be talking about the armor of God this week as we kind of look through what it means to stand firm in the faith and not drift away. Uh, but before we do that, we would love to be able to share with you guys all, all the, the amazing things and stuff <laughs> that are coming up. The problem is, is we don't know what they are. Oh, no, I shouldn't say we. By we, I mean me and Beth is just being kind. <laughs> <laughs> And not sharing. So actually, we want you guys to check out the loop, put that inside there. We're going to include some stuff in the email and make sure we announce those things out. And as always, guys, uh, there's a more comprehensive <laughs> list of what's going on on the events page on the website. Make great use of that before you Oh, go. you are just clicks away from click, click, all click, 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 the information you can possibly need. And the layers of information is great for our church to make sure they understand what's going on. But as we jump into this week's Intersect, I want to let you guys know we are halfway through halfway through this kind of winter quarter coming up, we'll be entering into our spring break and our spring break and our winter break are, they're so polar opposite. Ooh, get that middle winter. Yeah. uh, (laughs) That was dumb. Anyway, getting the opposite, opposite of that. So the the spring break is only two weeks. We Mm -hmm. try to, we try to do that as best we can to match up with our school breaks and whatnot. And then we, then we are really like seven weeks away, eight weeks away from the end of the small group season. So it goes quick. Um, I can't thank you enough as we get into start this to say thank you to all of you leaders who are just faithfully filling out the attendance every week and taking the time to do that. And on top of filling out the attendance, so many of you are writing notes and using the note thing yes, this I, year. And prayer requests yeah. and letting us know. It's a great tool to communicate to your small group leaders. And, and just I, I do want you guys to understand how much that helps us as the coaching team to be able to say, okay, to know where you guys are at. And then that way, too, as we see you on the weekends or whatnot or calling you during the week, it just helps us catch up with where we're going. So thank you for doing that. Jumping into the intersect. So we are in uh, Colossians and then we... We're in Colossians? Yeah. Stop it. We're in Colossians and we're kind of going through this and really kind of standing on the amazing grace of God that moves into this fact that should hold us firm in our faith. And then Steve kind of went through what the armor of God looked like and how that is an illustration for what it means and what we what it could be like for us to stand firm. Um, with that being said, you know, oftentimes there's people in our groups where the armor of God kind of has this uh, mythical placement within the church mm. too. And mm. this can be, and we have t-shirts with this on it. We have coffee cups. This is on- Bumper stickers. Yeah, Jesus yeah, junk phrases. everywhere. Jesus and, junk. Jesus junk. And so in everywhere- but because of that too, I think that along with all the stuff comes actually a bunch of misconceptions and clutter gets mm-hmm. on top of it. And this mm-hmm. was not to be a, a motivational speech. This is actually something that we could be applying to our lives in order that we not drift away. And so, um, and not white knuckle hanging on to Jesus, but other just resting and standing firm in what we know and who we are in him and under him. So I think it's gonna be a great conversation for us to have in small groups, uh, if you guys haven't done the practice last week, my group started off by actually going back and rereading the passage since it was a little bit longer one last week. But doing that again this week, kind of making sure stirring the kind of the the creative juices up and kind of making sure we're kind of getting back in the right set of uh, state of mind, and then answering, okay, what what stood out stuck out to you? So we're not just critiquing a sermon or commenting on a sermon, but really kind of getting God's word open and then jumping in. And then what was that first question? Kind of how would you think about going about that, Beth? 
So the second question, second question actually, yeah, sorry. sorry. Um, the have you uh, ever started or seen people start something and then drift it off? And we have to be careful with that question, yeah. as always, um, just, just that we're not calling out people. But one of the things that I really like in this question is that if you can't think of an example that you the, a follow up question could be like, who are some people in the Bible? that we've seen stand firm in their faith yeah. and just show those great examples of that and really kind of stay in the positive of that. Yeah. I'd actually flip the question. So if we're going to talk about other people, I talk about the positive. How have you seen people stand firm? Mm-hmm. I know that there's some, you know, um, generational faith that has been passed down to so many of us of grandparents, like Beth's grandma, who was an amazing preacher and just an amazing woman of faith and how she standing firm against culture, which was awesome. I think that there's people you know, friends, families that we look up to, pastors, per- people of influence that we can say, man, they stood firm amongst great pressures. Mm-hmm. And so sharing those stories, I think, so again, not saying, okay, who are the ones drifted away, but how have we seen people stand firm? What can we glean from their lives as you do this? And then I love your kind of thought process here, Beth, not just the people we know in our life, but stories inside scripture, just off the top of my head, kind of thinking through, I have this image of David standing out on the battlefield. Standing, Literally standing yes, firm. Yes, standing yeah. firm Physically against and, Goliath. And spiritually, and, and, yeah. And he was not in his own confidence, in his own abilities or skills, but confident in the God whom whom we, he represented. And that's standing firm there. I think of Rahab saying, no, I'm choosing today the team that I'm on. I'm mm-hmm. not going to, I'm going to go with you. I'll stand firm. I'll leave that rope out the window, no matter who sees it. And, and, and the people can do that. I think of just uh, other stories of, I even thought of like Onesimus. Hmm. It's a weird one, this little tiny story Not in Philemon. people know that. Yeah, yeah, this little tiny story in Philemon of the slave who returns home. But this idea that that journey that he took, mm-hmm. he traveled, you know, from Rome back all, all the way home to Colossae, by the mm-hmm. way. He was from the Church of Colossians, that, that church that we're talking about. Every single step he took, he, he had to take knowing that he was going to his possible death. And yet he stood firm as he walked in faith. Mm-hmm. So what are these examples? And so I think this is a great question. Ask your group, as you think through scripture, what's the picture of the character David? You know, as he, st- you know, he stood firm the, uh, on both battlefields in the cave with Saul, choosing not to go after what maybe felt right to him, but what after the command of the Lord. And, and using these scriptures and these stories as tools and patterns and behaviors yeah, for oh, yeah. us to model ourselves after and follow, you know, That'd be a great to, follow-up question. Like yeah. what, if we did a character study on this individual, what are some traits we see inside them that had brought about this faith that enabled them to not waver in the storm? Yeah. You know, and so that's a, that, that'd be a great comment. And what other, you know, scriptures are there? After you kind of go through that question, so and again, I like to think of it positive way, mm-hmm. especially if your group's kind of going towards gossip. So just, we're going to flip the script like, whoa, here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's change it. Yeah. After you do that, we're going to go inside these passages. And to be honest with you guys, the passages are just really straightforward this week. And a lot of them are just this reminder that it's not once, not twice, but many times throughout God's word where this kind of very plain command is going to be there, a call to persevere. Um. And, and I think this is to be true. I think the again, the life of a Christian is not always a life of comfort and ease. Mm-hmm. We all know that to be true. Mm-hmm. But the life of a Christian oftentimes faces great persecution, faces great trials and suffering. And so we shouldn't be surprised by that, but rather take heart 
and know that he is God. Take heart and stand firm, persevere in the faith. And in that perseverance, what the word says, it comes endurance. And with endurance comes this, this hope that we have in Christ. And so reading those passages, just reminding us, and I think that this could be a great, these passages could be a great reminder because all of us have people that are going through stuff in our groups. And, and, and to be a reminder for our people not to waste the suffering. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that again next week, a little preview, by the way. This idea of suffering comes up and, and whatnot. It's, it's, a, it's a theme that's in Scripture because it's a theme in our life. But how can we persevere and stand firm in the faith in that? And then just a thing in Hebrews that I think is cool, where um, just for us to be mindful of where it talks about warning each other. Mm-hmm. And so as you see your brother or sister drifting, that there's this obligation and call to us as small groupers and small group leaders to have that um, confidence to be able to warn each other because it's for good. You know, it's not for, oh, I don't want to interfere. I don't want to get involved. Like that's, that's our our call to arms. And so to be willing to do that. Yeah. This is truly what what the scripture says when that iron sharpen iron. So this is that, that that warning, that that gentle urging, that that calling back in, that encouraging on, that spurring each other on to do mm-hmm. all good works. And for you as small group leaders to be able to have confidence in that, that yeah. part of what so, we yeah. ask you guys to do is to do that. And so to not be timid, but to, you know, even just use the scripture as as I look at the scripture, I'm warning you because I see that maybe you're 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 turning in this direction or you're going this way. And so even to foster an environment within our communities, within these groups, that it's okay. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're going to welcome these things because we know we're loved, we know we're cared for, and then we know the best intentions are involved. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a great discussion to kind of bring that up. And moving into this last question really focuses in on that Galatians passage, which is you know the armor of God. And so we're coming into this, this idea of these very different facets of what standing firm in the faith looks like. And so... Um, again, let's move past the coffee cup motto. Let's move past this idea as press into what Steve was kind of talking us and pushing us to this weekend and, and really kind of say, are there areas where we need to kind of address a grow, growing? Are there areas, man, where God has just you kind of pre-wired us in, uh, for and whatnot? So I think it'll be a great question as you guys weave through this intersect this week. So, Yay. Uh, okay. Well, apparently best done. So. <laughs> But I want you to know, I know Beth doesn't think this, but I love you guys, and I am so grateful and thankful. You gave me the wrap-up well, well, look. You're so grateful and thankful for what you do. Beth says yay, but I say thank you. Thank you, guys. Yay, because service. I am cheering you on. Oh, sorry. Uh, take care, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>